You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 27 of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Spoon Burning in Cincinnati. Officially not going to be the bottom of the pack again. Uh, No, 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 no. Actually uh, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast. It's because of you that we're able to keep this project going. Appreciate you so much, so much every day. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by a partner in fantasy soccer, for now, Blaine Riffle. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So Ashley will be joining us uh, a little bit into the episode. Her uh, her job has started back now, and so it's impacted her schedule a little bit to be able to join us at our normal start time, those of you on the Pacific Coast. But she will be joining us uh, in a few minutes, but Blaine and I are going to go ahead and get started because we have more double game weeks. Yes, it is another double game week. Boo. If uh, you <laughs> boo, yay! I don't know how you think, uh, but if you were not with us the last couple of episodes, what we are in is a just sprint to the end of the season. Two more rounds left, and they are all double game weeks. Uh, this past round was just a little mini double game week uh, we have another big double game week this round and then followed by another small double game week uh coming up next is it, is it two or three? Oh my gosh it's so it's so near three left three left no that is right it's it's three left in a season it's it's all the the last round is decision day and it is also a small double game week so that's um that's just how it all all ends which is unusual it's not the first time we've had some double game weeks at the very end of the season it is unusual but it has happened We'll see how it impacts the teams because, as we know, the end of the season with playoff spots being decided and all kinds of rotations are happening, it's it's going to be unusual but typical fantasy time because that's just what we're all used to at this point. So uh, it's going to be going to be fun times for picking players, indeed. But let's start out talking about what happened last week with some takeaways. Blaine, what do you have? Yeah, my score last round was a, what, a 105? Left a few points on the table, not thrilled with the way that came out. Saw a lot of 110s and higher, which I kind of held steady, which is not bad for my first run in Champions League, but I'd like to be moving up, especially on a week like this. Um, Just a couple of big misses here. I missed Heal being out of the lineup. So I didn't get to grab a midfielder. Had to go with somebody else. Just my forwards were okay. Um, Santi Rodriguez was in my starting lineup and didn't play at all in the second game, which really hurt. Uh, but I mean, my other bench play was the Carranza with the three, so that got he got dropped from a six to a three this week. So overall, not terrible. I mean, the one hundred five was okay, I guess. Just could have been better, could have gone with a couple of different names. Uh, if I had missed, if I had noticed the heel one, I probably could have gotten that extra four to five points to push me closer to that 110 mark. But overall, I, I didn't fall in the ranking, so I can't complain too much. I probably lost touch with the leaders of the pack a little bit in Champions League. But I'm still in position to make that final run to make top 100 overall. 
Um, still shooting for a top 50 in Champions League at this point. Uh, first year in, winning is probably out of the question, but I'd love to finish top 50 and just top 25% is always a good spot to be in one of these type of games because the competition up here is really, really tough. Absolutely. As for Ashley, she has finished in the top 50 of Champions League, 63 overall. Made some not great choices, but generally content with her score of 115 points. Heading over to chat, uh, some great scores right here. William with 113, Mark with 114, uh, LAFC Black and Gold 118. You guys just keep going up right there. Shannon with 118, fantastic. Gene 113, solid with what everybody else uh, is, is putting up. Uh, I, I had also not such a great round. I didn't crack the the hundred point mark right there, which was some of that was just due to some some players not playing double. And and my captain was on Santi Rodriguez, and I could have sworn I had my captain on Miazga because I said I was going to captain Miazga, and I had every intention to. Uh, but when I went back to my team, I was like, "Yes, look at that." The and I was like, wait, why is it on Sandy? So I've, I always obviously did some sort of tinkering at the last minute that I hadn't intended to do. Uh, but but yeah, some of my my um, Carranza didn't really come through for me. I had five points come off of my bench, which um, I hope that for my defenders, I'd hope for a little bit better right there. But uh, yeah, it just didn't quite quite come together with this this last one. Uh, but what about uh, takeaways, Blaine? What do you have for this round? So I'm trying to find it on my Twitter. I didn't have it quite prepped, but um, there's some talk going around on Twitter that the revolution are, they're in a bad spot. They may actually be giving up. Um, there's a video that I saw that was them just basically letting the de or the defense, just letting a guy dribble through them and shoot this weekend. Um, their fans are not happy with the output there. Uh, the lineups are all over the place. And there was a quote, and I'm, I cannot find it at the moment, but it was Polster basically saying they have to win out at this point to even ha really have a hope to make the playoffs. And it's just, it's just bad right now. It's bad all the way around, and we're we're not seeing the fantasy results we like as well. I mean, you've got a couple of guys that you want, but this is a defense we've liked. Petrovic has been on fire but then they're a team that looks like they might be giving up a little bit because it's getting really tough and not guaranteed to make the playoffs at this point. And mentally they just seem a little broken as a team right now. So that's my big takeaway from the weekend that everything else kind of went as planned. The teams are fighting for positions. The good teams were getting some results. We saw some crazy goals, some crazy scores this week. And I know we'll get into those in some of the pick section, but yeah, it's just a weird week, and watch out for these teams that are done, eliminated, qualified for some heavy rotation. We're at that time of the year now where you could see some teams rest some guys. Maybe not rest players because you don't want to get rusty, but come off at 60 minutes if you're injury prone. Um, just avoid that. Get some rotation. Keep the legs fresh, but stay in form. So we're at that point in the season. I think we're starting to see that a little bit. New York City didn't play or rested Maxi and Santi at the same time, and Santi got a full game off. It's a weird time of year, and that's the big takeaway: is just watch those lineups and watch the qualified or eliminated teams, because they may throw caution to the wind. You may see young players play. You may see superstars just sit because they're done. 
Yeah, and that's, as we said at the beginning of the show, that's the hard thing about all of these being double game week is because you're getting locked into some teams, some players early, and um, it's it's rough. It's rough on the teams right there. As far as uh, sort of a little quick early playoff picture for everyone, Montreal, LAFC, Philadelphia Union have all secured their spot in the playoffs. Absolutely certain. Austin, Red Bulls, Dallas, New York City FC, they're pretty much going to be in their guaranteed uh, as are Nashville and Orlando's pretty confident as well. New England, as Blaine had mentioned, right there near the bottom of chances, uh, 23% chances is all according to 538, uh, just above Inter-Miami at 20% and just below Seattle at 29%. Uh, but I'm more concerned at that team with 75% chance of making the playoffs for the first time, FC Cincinnati. So does my heart good to see that, uh, especially with, with them being above Columbus. Um, and then my my takeaway from last week is about also FC Cincinnati. We had a lot of talk about key players missing, guaranteed missing first rounds of, of a game, uh, especially with uh, th- this case, it was Acosta with the yellow card. We had that long discussion about the value of Acosta over Barrel because of the two games, the one games. Blaine, did you end up going with one of those players? I did end up putting Barial on the bench uh, for it. He had a passionate argument last week for Acosta, and at the end of the day, it was Acosta who came away with more points. Barrio got 12, which was maybe a little bit more than we had expected of that goal in the second game. Well, there were six goals against San Jose, so I mean, it, it was. I guess it was only made sense that he got that goal. Uh, but the goal in the second game, not always as usual with where he plays once Acosta comes back in, but Acosta came up with 17 during that game. Both of his goals, the assist, just on fire. That was the heart of the discussion last week of what can a solid player do with half of a double game week against a struggling team. And that's the key part, the struggling team. And it was San Jose and we saw six to zero uh, fantastic scores right there. Three FC Cincinnati players in the top three of points scored overall for the round, which I am always happy to see. Um, But we saw a few other players flub. Uh, We saw uh, Chicharito miss a PK. Uh, And so it was uh, no, no good there. We talked about some of that before though, uh, with, with PK missing though. It was, it was Ladero last week, which we thought was a little bit, a little bit harsh. And then the heel that I do want to mention, we'll probably touch on this later, but I want to mention it right now Uh, there. As Blaine said, there are, troubles in new england people are concerned about Bo and what's going to happen but as far as heel went he his child was born on that day and that's why heel did not play so it's not some sort of stealth injury or any kind of weirdness that happened right there it was definitely a, a family thing and um that's if that factors into how you're thinking next week that was what it was ashley said chicharito can't do pks anymore as we just just hinted at uh, so keep that in mind if you're looking at him for this week and then she says that she was super excited the, the sounders scored and center back scored all the home teams won or tied which as we've talked about home field advantage very real in mls even as we're coming down here to the end of the season very real especially with these double game weeks we'll be talking about who the double homes and who are the double aways uh checking chat uh real quick um williams got a great one in there uh yeah. ricky puig at uh, LA Galaxy is the real deal. 
Um, he might be flying under the radar a little bit just because LA has not been the greatest team, but man, he looks good. And it's rare to see midseason acquisitions really take off like this. And he is doing wonderful this year. Uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on. If you haven't seen him play, tune into an LA game, check out the highlights, if nothing else. He is legit and playing well and fun to watch out there. I hate that the Galaxy have somebody fun to watch that gives them a ton of hope. But <laughs> but I mean it's just as a soccer fan, he is he's electric and it's gonna be good for them in the long run. Yeah, I'm sure we'll mention him a bit more during this this show. Uh let's see here. Yeah. Takeaway from chat should have listened to Blaine about Acosta. Blaine should have listened to Blaine about Acosta. A lot of it just comes back to what Blaine said last week. You have proven players, you have form players, and you have injured players to keep an eye on as the season is wrapping up. Those are the people who are going to be relied upon by their teams to produce. And uh, especially for those teams who are on the bubble, it's going to be important to, uh, to keep an eye on those. We have Ashley joining us right now, just at the end of our take a ruse section. I will uh, give her a quick second to see if she would like to add anything before moving on. Ashley, we've hit on Chicharito. We've hit on Sounders. We've hit on center backs, Mm -hmm. New England, FC Cincinnati, uh, Puig from, from LA, anything else you want to add as far as takeaways? No, I mean, that's literally everything. I think the three of us talked about out, you know, outside of this in our notes, um, that sums up the weekend to me. There we go, right there, uh, in the perfect, the perfect bow. Six zero Cincinnati over San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, but we have, like I said, a double game week coming up for this round. A bigger double game week than last week. A legitimate double game week, and we'll talk more about that in our housekeeping section up next. All right, welcome back. We're talking housekeeping going into round 27, a big double game week for for this fantasy season. Uh, First, let's talk about a quick recap of our leagues that we have in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts League. Donuts is still leading 22-4. and Pretty much, I think he's got that one uh, all locked up. I'd have to double check again, but Donuts is, is on his way for the Experts Invitational. Moving down to the Champions League, Patrick Smith, our Patreon and a guest a couple times on the show, at least once this this season, a 19-1-6. Now that may sound impressive, and it is, but he's not in the clear yet. Uh, there are, He is definitely uh, still fighting for that first place spot. Got a loss this week. He was 19-1-5 last week. So it is it is still close in the Champions League, and the, the winner is not, the champion is not yet decided. Sorry, Patrick. I'm just, just telling how it is. Uh, Veterans League, Ashley. Um, I think I jinxed throwing in the cowl last week because I did say last week that I think throwing in the cowl was going to close this season out. And now Sloppy Stakes, a name I've also said many times this season, back on top, 18-1-7, throwing in the cowl down to third. I'm not sure. I I, got to go back and look, but I'm not sure what the matchup was with whom this weekend, but Sloppy Stakes has regained their lead. Ooh. Very tough. Very tough. Blaine, development. Yeah, McBean All-Stars. I know I've been saying he's got a five-point lead. Well, it's ballooned to an eight with three (sighs) weeks left. I don't think he's going to be touched at this point. I think that's the final nail in the coffin for this one. It has to be three three losses in a row at this point to get those. Yeah, yeah, and he has been on, on point lately. The scores have been good. 
I mean, he's not even one of those that is getting favorable matchups all the time. He'd be beating most of the players in the league. So it's it's one of those, I think it's over. We might be crowning a champion next week on the show. There we go. And over at our Pro-Rel waitlist, Wawa Weewa 23-0-3. That one's also pretty much all wrapped up there. Uh, congratulations to everyone who is leading right now. And uh, those of you who are close to clinching, uh, it's, it's, it's home stretch, home stretch. Uh, Ashley? Chad says that I'm playoffs, and I'm looking, and that is correct. Um, I see in my right. in my in my league that uh, well, I'm out. Um, <laughs> that and that it's in the quarterfinals right now. Oh, that's this right. Up, this upcoming playoff. week, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna delegate that to to Reed because we didn't set these up. You, I mean, you. we did. We did. No, he did, did ask we... to set up playoffs. So it's it's eight teams in the playoffs now, and I've got and, mine. Yeah. And donuts uh, is done now. So donuts won. Our we're we're done. In our MLSFI Experts Invitational, and our three leagues should be in, in playoffs right now. Sorry, everybody. I stand by. The, the no, results. I love it. No, no, no. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm just saying I uh, this is, this I didn't realize at. it was this week. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, no, it's it's uh, yeah. For the for the next round, it's moving down to the. Uh, let's see here. Where's our schedule? Okay, so I'll go through this really quick because this is fun. I've got eight players then left. Uh, McBean All Stars took the shield. Uh, it's going to play a all of your bases are belong to us. Pretty good. Pretty good name right there. Rain city is going to go up against Hoyas FC. Uh, Jordy for MVP. has got I Carranza and the next Terminator Legion is going against Warsaw riders. We've got quite a bit of discord or quite a bit of good representation right here. I know a lot of these names and this is going to be fun to see this battle play out. I am not in the playoffs of the development league. That's rough. That's that's rough times there, Blaine. All right, let's move on to talking about the details of round 27. As we said, double game week, a good double game week, and everything starts on September 13th. That is Tuesday. That is tomorrow. That is tonight, if you're listening to the stream or the podcast right now. It is so close around the corner. You are going to need to prepare and be ready. The teams that it's it's just easier to tell you who is on a single because about a little bit more than half of the teams are on a double at this point. Red Bulls, Philly, Toronto, Charlotte, Nashville, Cincinnati, Seattle, Dallas, Portland, and uh, New York City FC are not on a double. So those are the teams you are not going to see. Teams with a double home game this round, Sporty Kansas City, Austin, Orlando, and Vancouver. Solid options there. And then teams with two away games, none. No one's got two away games, and everybody else is is splitting one home, one away. So you'd want to check that out to see who you think is favorable and who you think is not. But we have at least have four teams with two home games uh, for that nice uh, home field advantage bump right there. Uh, also, congratulations Orlando with their uh, with their Open Cup victory. Uh, the sort of crazy spying accusations that came out there from practicing in a public park, whatever. We're not here to talk about that. Congratulations, Orlando. Got some hardware. Good for you. Uh, also going to not have to worry about, about any other random games that come up in the final stretch. Uh, but there are going to be some uh, injuries and switcheroo targets and, and discipline stuff. Blaine, what do you have an update from us for the mega reference? Yeah. Ranch had a whole list of them today. Uh, some good news. Jack Price is 
back with Colorado and got an assist. Um, random fact, DC uh, started the third youngest player in MLS history, uh, Matai Akinbani. Yeah, I'm going to butcher that one. And then Jovan Jones returned for Miami as a sub appearance. And the Revolution got Brioni and Captoon back. So that's all good. Uh, lots of suspensions, not as many injuries this week. Uh, Fragapane's out with yellow cards. Yearwood's going to get the rest of the season for booting a ball into the stands. He got three games. I'm glad Disco's learning from their past mistakes when Kaku only got two. Uh, Cavallini only got three games for that stomp, which is disgusting. So he will be back at, for the final game of the season. Should have been 10 on that one, but... Um, 20, um, minimum. Yeah. Uh, Luis Diaz picked up a red card for Columbus. He had been starting on the wing pretty recently. Uh, Christian Fuchs got his red card for Charlotte. Uh, Koulibaly for Galaxy is going to be... And Raheem Edwards are both out for accumulation. Zimmerman picked up a red for Nashville. Um, Jeff Cameron's got accumulation for Cincy. Looks like uh, Frederico Navarro for Chicago is going to be out. Valencia for Austin. Hollingshead and Palacios are going to miss this first game. A red and a yellow accumulation there. Uh, Vera picked up a red card for Houston. And McGraw picked up, or is out for Portland as well. Um, so lots of big names in there that we rely on. Only the major double up is going to be LAFC, which is huge if you're if you're going to bet against the team. Uh, Driussi was questionable with an injury, and he only played seven minutes of that game for Austin. Uh, big news for a double game week for him. Dallas's Valesco's got a thigh injury and listed as three to four weeks. Uh, Damian Lowe for Miami's got a knee. And Reed already kind of highlighted it, but Carlos Hill will be available. That absence this week was for uh, birth of a child. So that's at least good to know it's not an injury there. And then big names on yellow card watch. If they pick up a yellow in the first game, they will be suspended for the second one. You've got Reynoso, uh, Rubio for Colorado, or Rudy, uh, Jonathan Mensa, Mihailovic, and Antonio Carlos over at Orlando. So lots to consider there. Lots of names that have been on my radar that are on potential yellow card suspension if they pick up that first one. So glad those are there. That's one of the biggest pieces of news we ever get for a double game week. And of course, if you are interested in staying up to date on who is out and who is in or who is injured, then you can check out the mega reference over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. The easiest way to get to that is to go to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. That has the link that will take you right there to the, the Discord login. It's free. It's fun. All sorts of fantastic players are right there. And all over in the left side, there is a fantasy tools section, which you can click on it. And there is the mega reference and a lot of other cool things. But please do check it out. MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. And now for what everyone has been waiting for, we're going to move on to our next section where we talk about our player recommendations for round 27. All right, it's time to talk about player recommendations for round 27, starting, as always, with our keepers and defenders. Ashley, who are you looking at? Yeah, I am. I, I don't want to say I struggled with this, but I have gone back and forth between who I want my bench keeper to be for a keeper. Um, I'm considering going either Slonina um, or possibly Pulse Camp to Stuper. 
Um, what I do like about this double game week setup is how we've got almost an equal amount of games on Tuesday and then Wednesday. So you can kind of pick and choose. Um, you know, it's important to remember that they're all going to hopefully play a second game, but I like being able to see that first game and then kind of trying to decide if I think I want to pivot. Um, I like that Austin has double home, but I also, you know, because of when they play, I, I don't want to put super on my bench and go for a single. Um, so that's, that's where I'm running out right now. Um, I definitely want Brooks Lennon. I keep going back and forth on whether I want to do Mensa with the yellow card or Marrera for Columbus. Um, and I, I think we'll probably have a whole sub conversation about this, but I don't know if I want to do Lennon and Virata. And now hear me out. He'd been scoring well, um, but we say all the time that when someone begs a brace, begs a hat trick, it's not often repeatable. Um, defensively, the matchups are, you know, f fine, I, I guess. I, I think Philly can go in there and score. I feel like Orlando and Atlanta is kind of a rivalry game, so I think Orlando could score in that road game. So both those players are strictly for bonus points, not for shutouts. Um, I just don't know that I want to double up on Atlanta. It just feels weird. I know he had what probably should have been a player of the week, week this past week. Um, with three header goal defenders. First, I saw something on Optoject said that's the first time that's ever happened that three uh, that a player scored three header goals as a defender. It's amazing. Um, I just don't know if I want them both on my fantasy team. And Lennon to me is just kind of more consistent and reliable. So I think you could go with either. I think you could maybe go with both. I just don't think I will. Um, and then, like I said, I'm I'm trying to decide how much that meant. a yellow card warning um means to me uh if not i'll i'll go with marrera and then the lafc defensive situation um i think that we'll probably also talk about this as as you guys give yours too that burned a lot of people last lafc double game week um palacios wasn't starting i, I feel like that that first game there wasn't anyone that everybody felt confident would go both i ended up doing hollingshead as a bench defender who hit crazy because he scored and then they got a shutout the second leg and he somehow started both games. Um, he has a red card. Palacios is out on yellow card. Um, I don't know who I think will go both games and that's kind of tricky. So for me, I do want an LAFC defender, but that LAFC defender is going to be a bench play for me because I don't trust the double start. So I'm not sure who that would be. I know that's not, exceptionally helpful to say on the pod maybe mario um chiellini perhaps um segura's been playing a little more i don't like escobar uh and i and i do wonder if when hollingshead comes back from the red card um the second game will he start um so it's kind of going to be a gamble for me i think with that bench defender spot um that i'm going to give to an lafc player and then i think this might just be kind of chalky uh, and I don't even really feel confident myself saying it, but my, my last starting defender spot is going to be Brandon by, um, he, he just hasn't been great for me. I mean, I've he, he's hit a couple shutouts. Um, he's not always been doing both. He's not always been playing both in a double game week. Um, I feel like he's been picking up some knocks this year. I don't even know if I really like New England anymore. Um, but I I don't know that when just looking at the matchups, looking who was on doubles, that's who kind of stood out to me. 
Um, but I, I don't feel super strong about them. I guess I'll wait to see what the data says, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what's rounding out my defense. Blaine. So yeah, I'm in kind of the same boat as Ashley is on a lot of this. I like both Lennon and Barada. Um, I saw the meme for him this week. They're calling him Air Force One right now. Uh, after that, he just, I think they said Atlanta scored seven straight goals in the air or with headers. It's the longest streak in MLS since like 2011 or something like that for just header goals. Uh, he's, he's a set piece monster and it's really hard for me to shy away from him against Orlando who has been giving up set piece goals. I know it's a road game, but that's an opportunity. That's, I don't want to say defender goals are repeatable, but this is a game where you could see them easily repeated. Uh, That second game is a waste. I mean, it's at home, but it's Philly. Philly's not going to give up those type of goals to him as much. It's, so I'm I'm torn there, but Lennon just creates so much. And again, Orlando and Philly, there's a lot of room for him to work in that one. So I could see both of those being really good. Uh, I like the coverage on Chicago a little bit. I know Slanina has been popped around, but I like Shehos in this one again. Go right back to him. Um, Montreal gives up some goals. They're not the greatest on set pieces, where it's, which is where he comes in. Uh, should see some defensive bonus points in that first one. And then the shutout against Charlotte's where you're kind of banking on Chicago points anyway. She else is not a rotation risk. Uh, I just, I really feel like there's a lot of upside there. And then I'm totally out on LAFC defenders. Uh, I just can't do it. I think there's, I don't think you've got anybody going one or going the full 180 this week. Uh, Chiellini's been swapping in and out. Segura's back. They're trying to get him fit before playoffs, I'm sure. Hollingshead's been playing more lately, and he's going to sit that first game. I expect almost full rotation on this back line, just with the way it goes, because you've got Palacios and Hollingshead, who are my two favorite picks to start both, suspended. So I I think it's rotation. If you want LAFC coverage, which I don't think that's a bad idea, especially with the final game against Houston, um, it's Crepo. I mean, if you really want coverage, you go with Crepo on this one and take an, you just you take the goalkeeper who you know is going to play both games and call it done. I'm not sure I'm in on that. I'm actually leaning a little bit more towards Petrovic. Um, I know I said earlier I don't like the New England defense right now. I think, like I said, that comment there, the tweet at the beginning of the night, the kind of giving up on plays and everything. They're leaving. They're hanging him out to dry. But his bonus points and his penalty saves are incredible right now. I think there's a ton of potential for bonus points for him. And who knows, maybe they put it together and get that clean sheet. Heels coming back after a little bit of a break. So we'll have to see. And then with I'm with Ashley as well. Mensa was on my list, but I think I'll go Marrera just to avoid that yellow card. I don't I, I think Mensa's composed enough not to, but it's MLS and you never know what pro's gonna do to you. So I would probably lean towards Marrera if I'm going with Columbus defense. So I'm kind of all over the place, but I've got a few names I really like, and I'm probably going to stick with them. It's just which configuration am I going to double up on Atlanta? Yeah, just to kind of wrap up some of the names that haven't been mentioned or maybe the teams that you couldn't look at. I also fall in the camp of no LAFC. Uh, I think those absences really hit me, and that makes me not want to go with Crippo. I get it. That is the easiest keeper to work with a double keeper keeper room. Um, but uh, it's it's just worrisome 
for me with what they're missing from the first game and then unsure about what's going to be the second game. And then am I really just going to go with a, a single double game week keeper when I've got solid double home keeper defenders and keepers that I can look at. So that's a little bit risky for me. Uh, I, I think Petrovic is the the next best option if you want to see both games from from someone or try to it's it's you're gonna be able to see the more of that before you i don't know it's it, he's the next best option because of some of those bonus points i'm not looking at either one of those i'm i'm looking at uh having sporting kansas city and and austin as my my keeper situation i i like that chance against dc early just to see what that's going to turn out and uh, if that doesn't work out, I have I also like the RSL matchup, and then I'll I'll just pick my pony from there. I, I guess I'm a little worried about the Nashville on the road, even at at Austin. Uh, so if I did change something, New England would probably be my my second. But I'm equally worried about Montreal with with the form that they've been in. So um, it's it's kind of tough, but I do think Sporty Kansas City is where I'm going to hope to find an easy clean sheet right there. As far as Defenders go. Uh, I want to mention Montreal, what we're saying right there. I, I like that matchup against Chicago and then their road trip to New England with some of the struggles that Blaine was mentioning near the top of the show with with Bo being questionable at best. I think is that is that the best way we can say it? Bo questionable at best. He will likely be back because it was just the the family, the, the birth of the child that took him away. So that he should be back. But there's just questions about New England in general that even at home with Montreal coming there, maybe get a double clean sheet right there. So you can go with your favorite keeper, Waterman's probably, he's the top point earner. So you can go with that easy, easy pick right there. Uh, let's see here. We got Chicago, Orlando. So I think that's that's mostly what we're looking at. And of course you could double up on your Austin as well if you want to go with that Garbleson, something like that. Um, again, pick pick your favorite keeper and then, and then just roll with it. But... Uh, yes. Double game with keeper is always difficult to balance right there. Chat's, uh, chat's correcting me a little bit. Um, you got Pulse Camp in there. I do like that shout, but we are confirmed in Denbe is not starting the midweek. He is in health and safety protocols for something. And Zeusy, I would list him as doubtful. They're saying questionable, but I'm guessing it's unlikely for the midweek. So you're going to have Sweat and Pierre out there again. Okay. Ben Sweat posted some good numbers this past weekend. Offensively, but he's a defensive yeah. liability. Sure. <laughs> uh, then we had one question about, about Wagner, and he's a uh, single game week on the road this week, so with Philly on the road to Atlanta. so Listen, do I still think he could put up 6 to 12 points? Of, yeah. Solid. He could still get some solid. I absolutely do, but there's so game. many teams. Double yeah, there's, game. If there was maybe only, what, like four games – this if it was a double doubles. game like like last week. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Absolutely. But I don't know. I I think if you do it, bench him. And also, I don't think you should do it. There's enough solid double game week options, especially if you're going to be using defenders as your your scrub players. There's there's enough double game week mm-hmm. players that are solid that I think would come before him. Yeah. Right. yeah. Let's move on to our next section: the midfielders. Uh, Blaine, starting with you. Or did we start? Yeah, Blaine, starting with you. I hate picking midfielders this week. Ha! Uh, I'll just start. Uh, the I only like two, it. like, yeah, the only two locks I have right now are Zella and Puig. Um, they're just, they're playing well. They're 
in form, good teams, good matchups. Uh, I initially, before I got Ranch to the list, I had Driussi in there, but he only played seven minutes the last game. I don't know if there's an injury. I don't know if he's going to come off early. It's double home. But with where they're at in the standings, with what they're fighting for, they may just cut their losses, take whatever results they get, make it to the playoffs healthy, and then try to do some damage there. Because home or away doesn't seem to be bugging them quite so much. They can put up goals anywhere. They feel like they can win in any in any stadium in the league. So I don't necessarily see them risking the health of Driussi for this game. Uh, if it's not Driussi, Fagundes is on my short list to watch. Uh, he has done well in the double game weeks, and I think he could be a great, safer option with the injuries. Uh, Reynoso also er, was in my early draft, and then I realized he's on yellow card warning, and he's kind of a loose cannon. When he it hasn't comes been to healthy. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and he the first games against LAFC with two uh, with two defenders out. That's a mm. great game to play, but that's also the perfect type of game where you know he's just going to pick up a yellow, a cheap yellow card. He's going to get frustrated with one of those chippy backup defenders. Yeah, and shove somebody, do something, say something. It's I'm all over the place with that one. I just I'm trying to be safe with Champions League, probably a little too safe, and then. I've got Pozuelo started in uh, slotted in there as well. Um, you guys copied me. I put mine in first, and you guys copied me with that. Way. Do you know what I did? I sorted my <laughs> double game week players in price, and I went from the top of the list down. And I was like, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I wanted him this past weekend and chickened out, which is good because he didn't do well. But I've just I've had a feeling about him lately. Yeah, and I like that second game against DC so much mm-hmm. for Paz. He's played well. Uh, Columbus is a good defense, but they have been hit or miss at times. Yeah. And Diaz is out that first game. Pedro Santos has been in and out of the lineup a little bit. I just don't know what to expect from Columbus. So I I, I like him. A um, couple other names, and I let me double-check the list. You've got one in there, so I'll leave that. Um, yeah, I said Fagundes. I'm I'm torn on heel. The news I got about New England with them just kind of giving up a little bit. The fans are kind of like, ooh, where are they going? Are they even going to make the playoffs? I just don't know. Uh, another guy I like that I've kind of shortlisted with all these weird, like, do you trust Ryusi? Do you trust Ray? Eric mm-hmm. Tommy for Kansas City? I mean, he's playing well. Been put up some highlight real goals already. I just, I don't know, but there's two names coming up and I don't have them in my lineup, but I know everybody else does or other people do. So I'm going to let you talk about them because I don't want to steal all of those. (laughs) Right. Ashley, who are you looking at? Yeah. I, uh, I also want to do Drew. See, I had read and I am in no way contradicting Tyler. So he can't yell at me later, but I had read that they were resting him. Um, not that he was injured for the Seattle game. Um, I could be super wrong. I think if he starts that first game, I, I think you can feel okay about it. I don't want anybody to come after me for that either, but um, he might end up going on my bench if if this injury is, is a legit thing or if he's not starting. Um, I also like Almeida this week. Posted, what, a 14, I think, um, last week. Uh, he's producing um, – Atlanta is weird in how they've been scoring lately, but he still seems to be to be picking up points. Um, I like the matchup at Orlando. I don't love the matchup at home against Philly, but 
I think collectively it could be worth it. I like Zella a lot. Um, and then, yeah, I, I put Pozuelo in my lineup pretty early uh, based on matchups. Um, Miami has been hard to predict at times this year, I've found. Um, and I do think it really matters. I can't remember if this was a conversation we had here, if this is a Discord conversation, of when he's playing in the 10 role. When they push him to the wing, his points produce a little bit less. Um, there was, I think, a game where he even was a false nine, didn't do as well. But when he's in that 10, which is where we know him from Toronto, um, the points come. Uh, and so I I think I want him this week no matter what, but um, I'm definitely going to check that, you know, that first lineup. And then Puish, I think, has just really come in hot for a, a lot of people. I remember – I think it was after his first real start. I talked about him as kind of a, hey, maybe you should. And that same week, Tyler had him as his differential, differential. Um, I'm going to assume he's taken all the penalties for LA now after the, the last <laughs> two. Um, you know, he made one himself. So I think that that kind of boosts his stock a little bit. Um, but then I, I kind of have some on the fence midfielders that well, after I made my team, I went back and thought, okay, well, why don't I have heel? And why do I not have Facundo Torres for Orlando? And do I think Shakiri is hitting his stride again? So um, those are some players that weren't in my lineup instinctually um, that I think might make it in my lineup based on team lineups um, and just kind of gut gut feelings as we get a little closer. Um, you guys know I'm not big on the data, not that I don't pay attention to it, but I'm not big on – using that to solely drive my decision. I like to see the lineups. I like to kind of make a gut check um, and, and pause with someone that I don't know the data lines up with him. So he might be, be the first one out. Um, I hear what you're saying going with Pagunas. We've talked about this a lot too, where there've been some weeks with how goal dependent uh, Drewsy is that Fagundes has been a better pick. Um, they struggled against what I consider a, a middle to subpar Seattle team without him um so for me if Dreyusi's playing and you go Fagundes I think that that makes sense but if Fagun if Dreyusi isn't playing I think you, you drop Austin altogether um I don't think Diego Fagundes picks up the slack um uh, where Dreyusi is and they don't have another player that can replicate what he does in that role for them um but I do think if if Dreyusi is starting that uh, for goodness could be a good differential and yeah there's been a couple of weeks where um he's posted better scores so yeah that, that's where i'm at i don't have a lot to add here you guys covered i think uh pretty much all the main ones i'll add uh gold on there from vancouver um vancouver has um la galaxy at home and then seattle at home uh seattle has had some struggles Mm -hmm. uh, LA Galaxy has also had some struggles um, and and Gold has been one of the key playmakers for Vancouver so probably on the fringes but I'll just that's another name that I'll just throw out there for me um, oh Ashley help me with the pronunciation it was Puish I hear often with a we're gonna go Puish. with that Puish, Puish. Zella Puish. and Torres were the first three that I I added um, and a lot of that was for matchups and form after thought, I added Pozuelo. So that was not like immediate go-to for me. That was just kind of looking mm -hmm. at some of the guys' numbers. But uh, I liked 
I started looking at teams I wanted to target against, and DC mm -hmm. was one of them right there. Heel, uh, I'm on the fence about. I want to see what he looks like. Drusy, I, I have those concerns about why did he not play that mm -hmm. full game. If he starts, I, I am interested in him. Um, yeah. But RSL Nashville, not the easiest of double game week combinations, even for, for two home teams right there. So... I mean, yeah, other but their players, home form has been so good. Their home form has been you know? has been very good. Has, has been very good. So if if Derusi and then Heal, as we said, where there's some absences, there's some question marks. He has been kind of stop and go with his form. And the last mm -hmm. two games that he was here, he didn't have a goal or an assist with yeah. that. And so some question marks there. If for me, if Derusi starts, I'll swap Heal for him, and mm -hmm. that's and that's what I'll end up. Well, which I guess I won't see. I have to I have to yeah. see something a little bit earlier I mean, if I want to do that or not. So here's here's the problem with this. I mean, this is great to talk about in theory. Yeah, yeah. But Austin plays one of the later time slots on mm -hmm. Wednesday, mm -hmm. and then you have RSL, Colorado, San Jose, Vancouver, and LA Galaxy. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if UC doesn't go, you yeah. can't you go see it. Yeah, you go, so you go Fagundes, or do you, you? I mean, you're kind of Dreusi to Fagundes. Yeah, you can't Dreusi to anybody. On, he I almost mean, has to be your scrub. Like you almost oh, have to. You can. You, yeah. can you can't do a, scrub a midi. Sorry, God. You're looking at maybe doing either a Dreusi Fagundes or like a Gold or something that you're yeah, going to have coming in there. Or Puyish, I guess you could not have. Or you could Puyish. do that. Which no, that's, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not happening. No. So it's like, where do you go with this? And then. I want to be all in on Facundo Torres. I really do. And I saved his name off because I knew other people would talk about him. But I had him in draft this year. He has been fantastic. He has been better than Pereira. My problem with him in draft had been he's not starting right now. He hasn't been starting. Now, he came in. Uh, Pereira got a two one game recently. Facundo came in at halftime or a little bit later and ended up dropping like a nine mm -hmm. on him. He has been great off the bench, but he's got to come in. Now, he almost always comes in, but do you really want to take a double game week guy that you don't know if he's going to start both games? You're, you're coming off the bench. Yes, he has been good, and I like these matchups for him, but he's also come off the bench and done very little, like he did this last week, too. So while I want to be all in on him, and I would love to take him for that for that Atlanta game, I just don't know. And I'm where do you where do you turn from there? Do you ha I I mean I guess I'd have to go Gauld and take my chances with Galaxy and Seattle on the back end of that because there's no way I'm taking Pereira at this point. He has been terrible lately. But I just I'm I want to be all in on Torres, but he's not starting, and I just I don't know that I can take one of those guys. It's that's why I've had so much trouble with this week, and I kind of hated it because it's there's not a lot of backup options for that second night. Mm -hmm. If you don't see the guys you want, and there are some guys you absolutely want if they start, mm -hmm. but if they don't start, where do you go? And so it's a gamble. You may yeah. just have to kind of take a leap of faith and hope that you get your guy. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with I, you. That, that second day, that Wednesday game, those games are either someone in those games is a lock for you, or there's no one to turn to, right? Like there's yeah. not a lot of discrepancy. Yeah, and I would I would safely say, and I know you weren't this way, but I would say Bagundes, if Dreesi doesn't start that first game or if he's not on the bench, 
Like, whatever. I, I think I could safely take Fagundes in that first one. I know it may not be as dynamic, but I'll take the, I'll bank the points, and then I'll see what Fagundes can do against Nashville, assuming Drew is going to be back. I don't think it's an injury that's going to keep him out both games, but I'll take the flyer on Fagundes. It's just, what do I do with Torres? And that's my big question mark. What, what do I do? And maybe it's I bank on Torres and my fallback is Driussi and my fallback is Fagundes. And I'm just right there. I got three guys lined up for Wednesday mm-hmm. for one slot. And I can't double up on those, on those games. But that may be the safety play that I have to take because this is a rough week for for launch, or for kickoff times. Final comments from chat. Uh, Asked a question about single game week options with Gazdag and Mugtar. I think there are enough double game week players that uh, those single game week guys are going to be on the fringes, at least for your your top five right there. So not immediate targets for me. A quick update about pronunciations with Catalan versus Spanish. And they think that it's more like pooch or push necessarily. Pooch. Well, we'll we'll see. As is also acknowledged in the comments, long history of of funny pronunciation conundrums with our yeah. podcast, and so uh, it's it will, not our best will, thing. It will continue, though. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get it right midway through next season, uh, at at some point. Uh, yes, those are the final updates. Uh, mostly wanted to touch on the single game with keepers right there before moving on into forwards for this. Do we even week. need to. <laughs> I mean, go for it, Ashley. No, I was going to say, do we even need, should we all just say it together all at the same time? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, I, come on, Blaine, you don't like in unison chance? Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, we all went Cucho, Chicho, Rubio, but I will say, I didn't know that Diego Rubio was on Yellow Card Watch. And I could definitely see him getting a Yellow Card in that first game. So, I tend to not start three strikers. So for me, I don't know if that will make a difference. I, I think I'll still have him and have him be a bench player. But does that affect – did you guys know that when you, when you wrote his name down? Or are you also I, kind of second-guessing? I did not know that when I wrote his name down. I, yeah. Knowing him, I mean, right? from his time in Kansas City. Exactly. Like, I don't I would care. Say, you don't I would care? Say okay. Not, 80% to get a yellow card in that first game. Just I, don't, how he I don't care because I wanted him against San Jose. Sure. I, I wanted to I go against too. San Jose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I are you gonna start him though with the yellow card or, or will you also use him as that is undecided okay. at this time. No, I mean I looked at like I said, I was look, going through looking at teams that I wanted to target, and and one of them was San Jose. And so mm-hmm. I, I liked Colorado from the forward point of view for that and then they had their second game against LA Galaxy which I'm not super confident in as a yeah. defensive side and so I like that as an option I gonna, also liked maybe I mean if if you want to I'm going to throw out a name Brian White Brian White is a name I will hesitantly throw out because the Sounders can't keep shutouts and they're playing who are they playing at home the first one um but like Galaxy, who also is not like the greatest defensive team. I don't know that I think they're bad, right? Like, but they're not great. Sure. Um, and you know, if he's starting and he's been getting healthy, didn't he score this past weekend? I think. Um, I feel somewhat confident in that. And I mean, he's playing two, two home games. That's a uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, he scored this weekend, but he's one of those. 
he's just goal and minutes played, you know, which is kind of, I don't, I don't love it, but maybe Giossi Blaine? Was that not yeah, maybe that's a... Where... That's what I was looking at. Um, I just pulled up his stats. He's been scoring more frequently lately. Uh, he's got two in his last three games. I mean, he's he hasn't been hitting co- as consistently as we would like. And yeah, he's always goal dependent for his scores. Mm-hmm. But that San Jose game is a really good one. And then you go to um, the that Cali Classic that we always like. Mm-hmm. That one's always wide open. Uh, San Jose is always looking to trip up the galaxy and there's major playoff implications on that second game for LA. So if San Jose can give them that one loss that keeps them out of the playoffs, they'd love to do sure. it. So, Are we overlooking um, Jeremy Abobasi also? Yeah. That's, chance? yeah that's another yeah. one. I don't like those matchups as well. Colorado defense hasn't been incredibly stout and neither has Dallas. Is he a double road though? No, no, it's a home against Dallas. And I think I like that Dallas game a little better. Dallas is not a defense I've liked. So I, Ibobasi is one of those names I could definitely throw out if you don't trust Rubio or just to get some differentials out here because mm-hmm. I think everybody's doing the same thing. And if you need to make up some ground, maybe you go, I don't trust this guy. Yeah. Which, I mean. That's how I feel about Arujo and Yosef for Atlanta, right? Like, well, if you're this talking is... about overlooking, what about Kyoto and, and Yerudi? So Rudy, for me, the only thing that, that took me away from him was the fact that Drew Z might not play and that he was hurt. He he did recently get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Kyoto has just never been my guy this year. So I'm not, probably not a great, great reference for, for him. He's just yeah. not hit when I picked him up. Um, I don't know how healthy Jordy is, and I feel like Mihalovic does contribute to his to his play. I, you know, I just didn't really consider him. But, yeah, I mean, matchup-wise, right? At home against Chicago, who's been a little leaky. Um, and then at New England, who, I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched the clip of them just giving up a goal this past weekend, not even trying. Um, yeah, also not not the best defensive team. Montreal's hard for me to predict. They're, they're second in the East. It's like yeah. I'm not even paying attention to what, how well they're doing. I guess like it, it just escapes me. And I will add, he's oh. never gone full ninety in both games double or games. double game week this round and, or this and year. Kyoto's not going full ninety in any double game week when you've got Kai Kamara behind him. That's what I was just gonna say. Kai Kamara for a differential. Kai, yeah, Kai Kamara is a one. differential. Like I almost like him better than Kyoto at times, especially given the matchups. I. I don't know. I don't think he starts. He it, it'd be a bench play on either one of them, and yeah. then here's uh, Arudi is my Barrios. Like hmm. they just avoid oh, him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Arudi is my Barrios. I he never hits when I've taken him, and I've just given up on him because it never works out. I need to look if he's been playing consistently since his injury. But are we also neglecting Taxi? Are we just all? Or can we be done? Is he? Is he? Is he done per se, what? or 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 Kamara? Someone I'm, I'm off taxi. DC, not, not necessarily because he's been bad, but Benteke is there hurt. and he's playing. Ola Kamara has been getting some rotation minutes. Yeah. Uh, they brought Miggy Berry in from Columbus, and they've wanted mm-hmm. to play him too. Roberta still needs some minutes at times. He hasn't been playing consistently since he got hurt so i guess that that's important to note sorry i just hadn't i mean we all loved him for what five straight weeks six straight weeks and then it was just kind of a 
But oh, if and- you look at if you look at DC's matchup at SKC, not the best defensive team, and you re- reference that there are a yeah, couple players out, and then at home against Miami, who also Demian Lowe might be hurt, not the best defense. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Benteke or, I, or Ola Kamara should get some some attention this week. I just can't do it with DC. My, They're terrible. My gut, my gut reaction to DC is they've got five forwards that they want yeah. to start at, and they can't start all five of them. So yeah. they're really trying out everybody they've got. They're giving them some time to get out there and see what they are, what they can do. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to trade one, two of them. If they're yeah. going to dump a contract, they're going to figure out a way. Mickey totally. Berry, they, one guy they just picked up. I think Roberta could be gone if they can get out of that contract or mm-hmm. trade him. I get the feeling Ola Kamara is going to be traded within the league again yeah. because mm-hmm. he's expendable. And then it's going to be Taxi and Benteke next It'll year. Be fun so- next year. I'll see you week one taxi, but not next week. Yeah, but right now they're trying to figure out who's what, and they know what they've got in taxi. Taxi's been good. He's the guy that doesn't need to play, given that they're really just trying to avoid the wooden spoon, and who cares for DC at this point? They've yeah. got enough spoons. What's one more in the collection? Ouch. Yeah. So Ouch. Find out, just find out who their other guys are and try to build for next year, and that's where I feel like they're at. So I can't take any forward just because none of them are starting two games. And let's move on to our final section, captain picks. This might be a tough one. Blaine, who are you looking at? Uh, this was actually the easiest part. I'm going Zella okay. for this one. Oh, I like that Miami game, and home to Portland is not the worst game in the world. Um, that's what is isn't that Porter versus old team as well, which is mm-hmm. always fun. Mm-hmm. Portland still plays Porter style for the most part. He knows those guys. I think – it's just that's a game where he he can outcoach Portland pretty easy on this one, and it's Zella unless he doesn't start that first game. But even then, he's burned us in the past when he doesn't start. Yeah. He comes in. Zella Kucha is just too strong of a pairing, and I don't. Every other name I've liked up there, I've had something wrong with them that I can't take, other than maybe Puish. But it's Zella. He's the proven guy. Ashley. Yeah, um, you know, I am nervous about Zella. I think that that is probably, I think when we see Skylar's list this week, that's who he's going to have in one of those three spots. Um, his projected points are decent, um, you know, for, for the for the midfielders as we tend to, to like a midfielder. But I don't know um, if I if I trust him as a captain with how they've been rotating and how kind of inconsistently – he has been playing just in this most recent stretch. Um, so I'm leaning towards Chicho Arango because he does score consistently or, and it pains me to say this and I need Patrick to tell me I'm not crazy. Almada. Um, I, I just keep cycling back and forth between those three. If someone could look me in the eye and promise me that Driussi is healthy, it's Driussi. Um, But that question mark is Fair. what <laughs> makes Fair. me not want to do it. Um, I, like I said, I think that, that Zell is going to be kind of the chalk um, pick this week, and chalk is often right when it comes to captain. But um, I don't know, my my heart's not fully in it, so I am I am considering Arango or possibly Almada instead. Well, Gene already beat me to it in chat, but pooch, uh, that is uh, oh, you're going all in. I am. I'm going all okay. in. Okay, it's, it's the fun captain. I'm going yeah. with the fun at the same time, though. 
if if like Chris or someone from from Twitter can be like, no, Drusy, a hundred percent, it's it's Drusy. But yeah. uh, lacking that, yeah, Pooch is is his who... projected points are pretty. It's eight point three and six point. I mean, he's only gotten like a, a goal or an assist in his last several games, and he's still like hitting ten, eleven, eight, eight points like that. So in a double game week, that's that's very solid. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Vancouver's had some struggles. They they have some offensive abilities, but they have had some struggles as well. And I like Colorado more for the offensive potential, like we said, with with Rubio against San Jose than necessarily I am looking at for their for the defense on the road as yeah. well. Um, but we'll have Matt Pollard with us next week, and so he can tell us how wrong we Break were if down. we are wrong. Right with that uh, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, that's the fun captain who who I'm going with. Heading over back to. Uh, chat a lot of similar names right there questions of zella is proven um looking at pooch as well and so it's uh i'm getting applause for the name pronunciation thank you, you shannon you sent that. me shannon sent me the pronunciation guide on twitter and i listened to that really quick and so i'm, I'm feeling more confident with that but yes keep an eye out for skylar's article he will have some breakdowns as well as uh some captain options and and so we'll see with that but uh uh, that's pretty much all she wrote. Again, the games start Tuesday. So like today, right now, depending on when you're listening to this. So you want to yeah. get your team set as soon as possible. But let's wrap up everything tonight with our plugs. Blaine. I don't think I have any big plugs this week. Ashley. I'll do Discord then, because usually Blaine does it when when all of us can't decide what we want to do, and Blaine does Discord, and then I have to think of something in the middle before Reed then also says Discord. Uh, I'll do Discord this week. Discord uh, sandwich, I know. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're you're looking for that mega reference, you just want to bounce some ideas off the wall. Uh, head there; it's a good place for it. And of course, as for me, as Ashley said, I'm also going to plug Discord. It's a fantastic community. It's been such a pleasure to see that community grow. Uh, over over the past few years, Discord is uh, just where so much is is going on right now. Since we moved away from Reddit, with just community and chat and and game related activities, yeah, get there mlsfancyboss.com/slash/discord. Also check out mlsfancyboss.com for Ranch's articles. Sorry about last week, crazy weekend stuff, but uh, he is still doing his articles, and they're great. They've been a fantastic addition. So please do also at Ranchinator at Twitter and let him know how much you appreciate his articles. They're fun. And very often he has players on there. Like each week I want to be like, I want to at least have one of Ranch's picks because he does mm -hmm. it so very often. So yes, check it all out. Don't forget your set your teams. And as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.